You are now listening to the Purpose Edits Podcast. You gotta be willing to be vulnerable. You have to have the ability to self-assess, and not everybody has the ability to self-assess. You don't necessarily have to like sweets to be successful in school. You just have to know how to play the game and finesse it and get through it. Welcome to the Perfect Status Podcast. This is a short yet powerful conversation designed to help you do three things that can ultimately change the trajectory of your life. One, discover your purpose. Two, walk in your purpose. And three, ultimately fulfill your purpose. I am your host, Coach Vic, and I'm joined as always by my lifelong friend, my brother, the educator, Dr. Shane Calhoun. Shane, what up, man? Another day, another dollar. What's up? Yes, sir. Not much, man. How you doing? Man, I'm good. I'm good. It's good to be finally settled in here, man. How about you? Uh, I might. Woke up a little late this morning, a little later than I wanted to, but so the world turns, right? Did I see that you finished the uh, swing set? Yeah. Yeah. I finished that joint like um, a month ago or so. Well, should I incriminate myself? Yeah. <laughs> I finished putting it together, um, the structure base. Um, I do still, there's like a, a side with a bench okay. that I have to still screw on and I have to put in the stakes, which is supposed to keep it. Ain't that supposed to secure it? Yeah, that's supposed to secure it. And you haven't so put that? I had, yeah, I mean, stakes, one of those. Anyway. Stakes, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's what no, makes I, kids I'm gonna tough. Put them in. <laughs> I'm going to put it in. Um, what it was, was you need a three-eighth drill bit. And I didn't oh. have one that big. And, you know, I needed it during that. I was just messing stuff up. And I was like, why should I do that? Just go buy some. So I went and bought it. And I put it aside. And I just never got back out there. But the structure, the hard part of the operation is is done. So Christian has obviously pay- played on the swing set. Oh, yeah. You know, unsafely because there's no stakes, but nonetheless, he's played on. I didn't want to incriminate myself. Listen, you think about how much stuff we played on as kids that probably wasn't safe. It's part of living, right? (laughs) A whole swing set falls in on you. You know what I mean? Get up, brush that off, son. Get up, brush that off, son. (laughs) Thanks, buddy. (laughs) Thanks. Yeah. Not a problem, man. Yeah, I'll probably go work on that tomorrow. Do you feel the gratification? It was it worth it? Heck yeah. Heck yeah, man. Just um, knowing that you could finish something like that from start to finish by yourself. Like it says, it normally takes two people. And then um, more importantly, just seeing how much he enjoys it. You know, he enjoys the crap out of it. Like the next day he woke up at like six o'clock and the first thing he said is, hey, backyard, let's go to the backyard. I'm like, bro, you didn't even brush your teeth yet. So, um, you know, him having him and the joy he gets out of it makes it all worth it. You know, like I didn't have that when I was younger. Yeah, I didn't have anything yeah. close to a a wooden swing set. I didn't even have a backyard for a lot of my childhood. So, well, I did. I take yeah. that back. Um, I did, but um, I had a child. I had a backyard, but I didn't have the things that he has. We didn't get. So well, that's the that's the whole that's point, right? Of of you know working hard, you know trying to provide a life for your kids that you didn't have, give them the things with which would include the principles and the morals that you did get, you know, um, just so their life would be a little easier. How long do you think it took you in terms of, was it two months? Uh, Well, I worked on it for a few hours a day for about three to four weeks. We -hmm. got it for Christmas. I didn't start. I didn't start it until mid February. Yeah. Maybe late January. And then my dad came down and we was outside from two to 10 o'clock in a rainstorm working on it. And that's eight hours. So you figure eight hours then, and then another just, you know, hours and hours of working on it. So it, it was some time, bro. Can, can I, we've been friends for a while. Can I say something to you that I've been wanting to say, but I wasn't sure how you would react if I said it? That's all right. If it's some bullshit, I'll tell you. I figured that. I figured that. <laughs> you know, thinking about thinking about the 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 swing set, putting it together, the mm-hmm. time it took. You know, we had conversations both on and offline about you know the challenges, right, and what went into it. 
the thing that I want to say to you that I think also carries over into the rest of your, your life is that you are so freaking talented. You're so freaking talented, but you're not consistent enough. And that's your only problem. That's your only problem. You are so freaking talented, but you're not consistent enough. And that's okay. why it took you that long, in my opinion. What's your response to that? Uh, well, um, you had to do me like that on TV. It's fine. It's funny. But, you know, actually, it, it lends to the conversation of um, that's the conversation I'm having with myself. And it was funny leading up, like I literally woke up. I wanted to wake up about two hours before we recorded to get some stuff done um, to kind of keep up. And I didn't. I woke up late, you know. Um, so to that, I would say you're probably 100 percent right. But the important part of that, two important things. Right. And this 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 conversation can go and um, this conversation just blends everything together there's two important things about this one is you were well three important things about this you were honest enough and cared about me enough to flat out tell me all right and i could be as defensive as i want because i told you at the beginning if i felt like it was gonna be some bullshit i'll say hey but that's just the defensive side of me or just me be being comical as i normally am so that's that's excellent and i appreciate that um, the honesty. So we always need somebody around us that's going to be honest with us. Number two, it speaks to a level of self-reflection. And what I we could probably flow right into the what blow your mind and flow, flow right into the episode. One of the most important things we can do on a very daily basis or very frequent, I don't know if you can do it every day, is self-reflect. So I know I'm inconsistent. I know it. I know it. And I've been, when you said it to me, my first response was, my first thought was, what excuse could I come up with? Or what reason could I give? Hmm. We know that I'm busy. We know that I got, but like, I heard a quote the other day that said, uh, goals don't care about your excuses. Mm -hmm. Time don't give a damn about them either. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Time don't, don't give a dang about them either. So um, it's, it's a work in process and something that I'm having to figure out. And the third thing is when you have a good friend or somebody that cares about you, that tells you things, you, you can't be a bitch about good information and you got to take it in or you can't be a punk or you can't be offended or your feelings can't be hurt. If you don't have people around you that's willing to call you out on your bull crap, you don't have friends. Yeah. You don't have yeah. friends. And so, you know, yeah. this is, this was the segment that I told you just that hit is, me. I wanted is. people to see authentically yeah. how you would respond. One, that's yeah. why I mess with you because at the end of the day, I knew that you were going to go through all of the emotions that every last one of us deal with. I got that quote, that saying that you're so talented, you're just not consistent enough from Keith Sinfat. Shout out to Keith, homeboy from high school, right? I saw that he posted that on social media just today. And I was mm. like, dang, that hurt. But you're that, right. That, you're like right. that spoke right to me, right? Yeah. So understand that when I said that to you and for our audience, because they know us, but they don't know our dynamic. I knew that I could say that to you because yeah. you would filter it from a place of I care about you. Yeah, but you know, but but what's scary is what what I'm happy about is that you knew you could say it. What's scary is is being in a place or in a relationship where you have to be afraid or you have to think about telling something somebody needs to hear. That's a crappy relationship, bro. Well, I take that back. I don't know if about it's crappy because it's human nature to not want to hurt the people you care about. Like my wife, my wife, I care about her. I would want to say that to her, but I got to pick the right time. I got to say it the right way. Cause a lot of times it ain't so much about what you say. What it's you about say, how, how you, you say, say it. it. I, I take that. I take that. I right. Take that. So even, even in you knowing that this is coming from a good place, I care about you. If I would have said, dude, that took you way too long. Like, 
what kind of what kind of father are you? Like you talented, you just inconsistent. You know what I mean? Like that. Yes, yeah, different. yeah. You you presented it in a, in a, in enough package to where it it didn't sting. You got my attention, but um, it didn't feel harsh. You did get my attention, but it didn't feel like you were. It didn't feel like an attack. I got you. And so as as you think about the lesson for the audience, both giving and receiving criticism. Giving and receiving criticism. Powerful, man. Your advice to the person delivering the criticism, the tough criticism. And then I want to share my thoughts about receiving it. So we're going to switch roles. Your advice on the delivery. On the delivery. Um, Think about how you would want something said to you. Um. It's okay to like, and even, and I balance that out sometimes with tough love. Like um, one of the things I try to do my very best in in coaching is if I dog you out in public, I want to make sure that in private, I bring you in close and I say that I love you. So, and I'm talking to my players. I mean, I, I tell my guys, I love you guy. Love you kid. Keep it up all the time. So um, being mindful of, if it was said to you the way you're going to say to the other people, how would you take it in? You want to be helpful, but you have to remind that people are not always going to hear the message. They're going to look at the package and they're going to look at how you said something before what you said. So just always think about it from an internal standpoint. Yeah. You know, in that, I think it's important too to praise in public to also tell them, I love you in public too. Yeah. Like oh yeah. Absolutely. About, you know. I'm a hugger, man. Yeah. I'm a hugger. You know. When did you so, become a hugger? You've never hugged me in our entire right, twenty yeah, plus I'm years. I'm chill. I'm good, man. I thought you were a hugger. How you gonna back I out? I mean, every now? time I see you, I give you one of those, ain't it? I want you to hug me like you mean it. I, man, I hug you like I mean it, bro. Like that's <laughs> oh, come on, stop being weird. <laughs> stop being weird, man. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Let's talk about the receiver of tough criticism. The advice to the receiver. If you watch Shane go through the process of processing what was told, you saw ups and downs. Your first reaction was, all right, bet. Dang, did that sting? What am I going to say? What? How do I feel about that? You was like, I think you just spoke just freely. You said, you're going to do me like that on on TV, right? A lot of times we go through that, right? As the receiver, we're thinking, what's the setting? Did you tell me this in private or did you tell me this in public? Are you trying to shame me? Nonetheless, my point, my advice is it's okay to go through all of those emotions before you begin to respond. Because if they notice you had to go through and process all of that to settle in a place of, okay, how am I going to receive this? You didn't just react off the cuff. And that's my advice. It's okay to go through all of those emotions. Make sure that you've gone through all of those emotions before you respond. And if you don't feel like you've been able to process all of those feelings yet to know where you are, don't then say, I need some time before I respond. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Good. I'm, I'm appreciative that you were willing to do that, right? That little, that little conversation. That well, there, was a real actually, authentic conversation. Yeah, no, no. But there, there is, there's, it, it's super odd how this panned out because I, I actually have a similar thing. But before I get that, I know you didn't want to talk about it. And I, I kind of don't want to talk about the Will and Chris thing specifically and psychoanalyze okay. it. But I want to talk about it from a perspective of, of truly about purpose. So before, because you told me you did not want to talk about this. Because I are, don't. What are, what are your thoughts? I hate, I hate so many parts of it because I knew this was going to be the thing that consumes the entire world Mm. when there are so much more pressing things that we should and need to be talking about. This is another excuse to not focus on your goals, to not talk to people who can help you to achieve what you need, to not ask for help, to not do what you need to, to not spend time with your family, to not spend time with yourself. It's another excuse that's going to be gone in a couple of days, a couple of weeks, and then you're going to be back at square one looking at yourself like, dang, 
All right. So, all right. I had enough fun. Now it's time to get on. You just lost how much time? Yeah. Over some bull that ain't got nothing to do with any of us. Yeah. So, well, you know what? You know what? I haven't heard about this week. I haven't heard about World War Three. I haven't heard about gas prices. I haven't heard about how often Biden is. I ain't heard nothing about Ukraine. Maybe because I just wasn't looking at those. But you're right. It, it was a it was a whole big um, distraction. Um, anything else? I hate that it was two black men at the center of this, which oftentimes as black people, at least for me, I'll speak for me. I feel like my performance and my representation is a representation of my entire race. And that's unfair. And so this here could serve as another example of see the black man, see, you know, we're, we're battling enough already. We don't have to make things even harder on ourselves. And yes, we all make mistakes, right? So in addition to the distraction piece is, is that piece. I hate that it was two black men. I hate that this event happened regardless of race, color, creed, gender, sexual orientation. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it was two black men brings up that feeling and that conversation. But it also opened the door for conversations about how do men handle and manage conflict? How should mm-hmm. we? How have we done it in the past? What should we do? You know, do, do you think that was protecting his wife? Do I think that that was protecting his the his reaction? Of, yeah. Was he protecting his wife? I think I think because it was a verbal uh assault towards his wife, the response was symbolic of protecting your wife, right? But technically words can't hurt you, sticks and stones may break my bones kind of thing, right? At the end of the day a man in his actions and his thoughts and his movements is responsible for protecting his wife. So I think that that's what it was, but the context around it, this is why I say, I didn't want to talk about it. I'm still on the fence about whether it was real or not. Well, I mean, that's what I actually put on Facebook. <laughs> I actually put on Facebook. Um, what, what, what was a bigger work? Chris and rock, Chris and Will Smith or Bret Hart and Sean from 1997 to all my wrestling fans. <laughs> that's what I put on it. So, and I mean, yeah, that part too, if it if it was even real. Um, it's a sick act, though, if it wasn't, or just a real self-loathing act if it wasn't. But we live in a society that thrives off of views and viral actions. Well, and, and, and that's the thing about it. I think for me, this incident kind of points to all the flaws that we have as a society, like on just so many different levels. Like when I asked a question about protecting Jada, I don't think he was protecting Jada in the sense of protection. I think if anything, he was trying to impress her. See, look what I did. Okay. Um, she was not in any eminent danger. Correct. Maybe mentally. Correct. Which I'm not, and, I, and I'm trying not to judge the actions of nobody. But if you see that first, you laugh at the joke, and then you see your old lady is taking offense to it, and you, if it's me, I'm gonna ask a question, babe. That that you didn't like that. I I'm gonna handle that. Now I take. Now I'm letting you know this is gonna get taken care of, and as soon as it go to commercial, I'm gonna go backstage. I'm gonna talk to dude, and I'm gonna let dude know. And if it gets to hands and feet, I'm gonna get to hands and feet. But the other thing where I say it's um, it just brings out the worst of us as a society. I put this on Facebook this week, substance over clout. He, in that moment, was willing to sacrifice his character, his reputation, and things that he spent building since he was 18 years old in mm-hmm. one blip, bro. Mm-hmm. In a, in a mm-hmm. blip. Like, and it's the same thing. Like you look at, are you like the other day I was, I was talking to my students and I'm noticing a lot more tattoos right now. When we was coming up, we was getting, it ain't nothing new. Ain't nothing new under the sun. Um, I thought that legal age for tattoos was 18. So one of the kids said, when'd you get your tattoo? And I thought about it. I said, 
I got mine when I'm 17. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But the difference is, this is where, this is the difference. For us, when we was coming up, we were always trained to not put tattoos where it was visible. Correct. You see what I'm saying? But times have changed. Like I just they said have. to them, I said, you you said visible. Um, I said, but I don't know how that works anymore. Because the other day I saw a, a, a person that was a principal at an elementary school with tattoos right here. So, mm. you know, so, so maybe I'm just a little bit old fashioned on that. But going up there and delivering the slap is 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 like you're you're flirting with destroying everything you built. The other thing that that sticks out to me, and I say I give them the benefit, I give Jada the benefit of the doubt on this. I asked my wife the question, you think he would have went up there and slapped him if his mama was sitting right there? Hmm. So now the company you keep, the people around you, all right? I actually are, are one of the people that have read Will's book. Um, and it was a phenomenal read. And after reading prior, I read it prior to this incident, from reading prior to this incident, from reading the book, a lot of what happened there to me seems like he it was a breakdown and he was struggling with something. Um, but again, that's not my job to think. I'm just thinking it from those perspectives of like, there were just so many moving parts. Like you had to have known that you just wasn't going to slap somebody. And then you think about it, his celebrity still saved him because if it was any one of us go up and just slap somebody, we leaving in cuffs, fam. Mm -hmm. So what are we saying? If you have and a certain status, you can assault yes. somebody? Yes. I mean, there's numbers of instances where a person's fame or celebrity got them out of a situation. Let's talk about the college scandal with old girl from Full House, right? Paid to get her oh, daughters oh, into... Yeah, I'm Becky, right? Let's talk about the <laughs> former president and what he was able to do and get away with. Let's talk about many presidents. Let's talk about athletes who get a slap on the wrist for a violation that others would not have. Yes, status, even in your company, even, and I'm, I'm guilty of this. I know that because of my tenure in my current employer and the things that I've been able to accomplish, I can do and get away with that someone who just started two months ago can. One second. I totally understand that. And I'm in the same boat. And this goes back to. We were talking about it last time. And that's a very dangerous slope. It is. It is. If you cannot manage self-control. If, if you don't have, or you don't have the willpower in those moments to keep yourself in line, i.e. the Oscars on Sunday. Exactly. But now, like you said, there were a couple moving parts about the Oscars with Will, right? There's the, his response is initially a laugh and then sees his woman, which then does that trigger, society says, man, you're supposed to protect your wife. If happy wife, happy life, or is it happy spouse, happy house? Which do you subscribe to? Oh, so happy, is my happy wife, happy life is some bullshit. It's, it should be happy spouse, Sorry, happy house. Yes, that's, happy that's really the, we're talking about 50-50 and equality and equity, yes. right? Nonetheless, happy house, happy spouse. Yes. His reaction is no different than when we were younger coming up and you got call yourself having a girlfriend and somebody disrespect your girlfriend. You supposed to respond. Right. So here's the key in that. You said younger. We all fall short of the glory. Oh, and I'm not judging. But what I'm saying is. What kicks in people around you or something around you kicks in to stop you from jumping off that cliff of losing something. Correct. I posted this earlier on social media this week. If you look at the people in your circle and you don't get inspired by those people, you don't have, you a, have circle, a circle. You have a cage. a cage. Yep. Right. So to your point, sometimes we elevate and God elevates us to a certain level but one thing that we have to be sure of is that as we elevate, we still surround ourselves with people who can tell you, hey, you're so freaking talented, but the only thing you're missing is consistency. There you go. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So, um, I don't know, real fake, 
leave Jada, not leave Jada, Jada's fault, not Jada's fault, take his award. I don't know about none of that. But I'm just looking at it from a societal standpoint and like what are the ramifications? So like, you know, you know, you now may have a generation of men that feel like it's just okay somebody says something to you disrespectful or says something to your wife disrespectful that you got to go out and slap somebody. And I just don't know that that's a healthy, healthy it's not, thing. It's not, but I think that that always existed. That was my point earlier about having a mm-hmm. girlfriend and being younger. It was always expected to protect your woman. Mm-hmm. And when we were growing up, you had to be ready to throw hands. Like, I'll, I'll share this story. And I'm not proud of this story. But I remember being in the seventh grade. I had a girlfriend. And uh, my wife knows about this story. Nonetheless, I had a girlfriend. And this dude we went to school with, I had heard through others that he had touched her butt. My first reaction, right, I'm hot. Another reaction is, is it real? Is it serious? So I go to her, hey, did this happen? I'm hearing that this happened. You know, through, you know, some continued conversation and persistence, she did admit, yeah, it happened, but it ain't no big deal. She didn't want me to respond. Okay, because at that moment, I was going to go respond. I was ready in between classes to go, I need to find him. So my homeboy at the time said, man, let that go, right? School day ends, go home. And of course, I'm still talking to my girlfriend. I'm talking to my homeboy. And he tells me, he was like, you know, we always go to school early before the bell, you know, ring. We'd be out playing basketball, waiting to go in school. He come early too. He do come early. Next day, I go to school. I go early, me and my homeboy. And I'm looking for him. I find him. Hey, what's up? He has no idea I'm hot. He has no idea I, I know about what has happened. And when I see him, I choke him up. And when I say I choke him, I, I got hands around neck and he's backed up against the fence or the bike rack. And I look him in his eye and I tell him, if you ever touch my girl again, I promise you it's going to be more than just this choke, right? I'm in the seventh grade. I ain't supposed to be doing that. That's, that's assault. You ain't supposed to be doing that. However, I can tell you that in that time and in that moment, I felt an obligation to defend my woman, not just because the guy said you're supposed to do it, not just because, you know, I want her to know that I'm tough and I'm trying to impress her because all of that was happening. It was I was trying to satisfy all of that, not thinking how that could have impacted my career. I could have been expelled. I could have been kicked out of school. I could be in a totally different place had an administrator seen it. Somebody else told that that happened. It could have escalated. He could have retaliated after that. But those are real situations that we deal with. All right. So first thing, seventh grade, you're a dang bully. Okay. (laughs) Second thing, why things are getting this serious in seventh grade, I don't know. But... (laughs) to to the greater point (laughs) like I guess the gist of my conversations is you have to think about the consequence you do 13 year old Vic in 7th grade who's mad about his old lady butt getting touched his old lady in 7th grade butt getting touched the ramifications are way different to billionaire millionaire Will Smith, who's about to go slap a man on stage for making a joke about his wife. The magnitude of the ramifications are different. But at the end of the day, the ramifications are still, this could be life altering. Yes. That's my point. Regardless of seventh grade or 70 years old, one decision, one decision could change your whole life. With that, you have to, as people, we have to be mindful of those decisions. And uh, one of my favorite things to say is I'm not going to let nobody take me off my square. Yeah. You have to be mindful in this generation, in this time where every, where there just seems to be so much access, you have to be mindful, be mindful of your square and don't let nobody take you off your, I'm saying it the way I normally say it. I'll clean it up. Don't let anyone take you off of your square. All right. Now yeah. going back, don't let nobody take you off your square. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, I, I like to say, never give somebody permission to ruin your day. Got you. Let's That's go what with. I did. Never give somebody permission to ruin your day. Now, let me pose this question to you. I think I know where you're going. <laughs> nope. Nope. You don't, you don't know where I'm going. I'm going to pose this question to you. 
I'll bring it back in after you hear it. What's the difference between a superhero and a supervillain? What's the difference between a superhero and a supervillain? A superhero won't take your girl. A supervillain super will take your girl and then tell you about it? I mean, you're close. <laughs> Both. <laughs> Both. <laughs> it's, it's tied in there. Okay. Superhero and a supervillain both have superpowers. The question okay. is how they choose how they, to use, use their, their powers. powers. Gotcha. Yeah. So in life, that's it. We're all superheroes, and in one blink of an eye, could be a super villain. Super villain. Yeah. It's about how you choose to use your powers. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's it. Gotcha. So, okay, where I thought you was going is looking at it for from the other side, and and let me say this before I ask a question. I believe Chris Rock is an amazing human being. He is an amazing human being because um, contrary to what Will did, he did not mess up his bag. He stayed in his pocket, stayed in his square, and was professional to levels that I just couldn't imagine being. So with that question is, if you walked up and somebody, if you were standing and somebody walked up to you and slapped you in your mouth, <laughs> would you have let it slide? That, I knew it. I knew this was absolutely where we had to go. Because that's what this is. At, at the core, that's what we're talking about, baby. Should I let it slide? Somebody slap you in the mouth. Should I let it slide? So we're going to do this. We're going to... We're going to pause it right here to allow the audience, when we post this, we want to hear your response. Somebody slap you in the mouth, did you let it slide? Did you let it slide? Now let's get to the good part. <laughs> My mama might be watching this. Let me back up what I was going to say. Somebody slapped me in my mouth. My mama told me, never throw the first punch, mm -hmm. but you make sure you end it. Mm-hmm. So you slap me in my mouth, mm -hmm. baby. <laughs> that, ain't got, that ain't got nothing to do with. That ain't got nothing to do with protecting my woman. That's got everything to do with me. Man, let me say, Ooh, woo, baby. Yeah. Understand that I was told growing up, you don't start the fight, but you end it. And you don't mm. bring your tail home until you win. So even if I don't win that, baby, you got to see me the next day and mm -hmm. the next day. And a lot of people talk about that, what they would have did. You get slapped in the mouth. I'm telling you from reactions I've had, mm -hmm. I've gotten into fights before where I didn't throw the first punch. And I ain't saying I won all of mine. I'm not a fighter. I'm really slow to anger. I can be very patient. But the Libra in me says I don't want conflict. I try to avoid it at all costs until I want it. Then the other mm -hmm. part of me kicks in and then I want all of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to let that slide. Yeah. Um, Did you? No, nah, no, nah, bro. Show's over. The Oscars at that moment is done. There's no, there's no more Oscars. Cause they, somebody's, somebody's leaving with the police. Come in peace or leave with the police. I'm, I'm, you know, and I mean, I say all of that and I was bigging up Chris Rock for his composure but that's an impossible situation to me. And, and, and I tell you, I wasn't a big Chris Rocks fan before, but I am now simply because of his, his ability to be a professional. Like, I go off when people look at me weird. Like, I ask the question, what's up, bro? You good? Everything good? Is, are we okay? You know, because I, I something, I'm 5'6". It's the short man syndrome that, <laughs> that sits in. Um <laughs> But, um, yeah, no, I, I would love to say, I would love to say, and, and here's the thing about it. I don't think any one of us or anybody would have faulted Chris for responding. Yes. Yes. So, as I said, in comparison to Will, either he was really scared or he was really tapped into his bag and his square. One of the two. He, he was talking about really, Chris Rock. Chris Rock, yes. Either he was really scared or he was really tapped into this is where I'm at. Yeah. 
you ain't finna mess this up. And either one, that man has I, I, I that man has my respect, hands down, no questions asked. He is by far one of the best humans on the planet just for dealing with that. Right now, I reserve the right to not give one way or another. Give I, I'm not giving respect about the response just yet. I'm mm-hmm. not giving criticism of the slap because again, I'm still in. I think it's a work. I think it was <laughs> finesse. I there's just too many signs that says it it wasn't real. So I'm gonna stay right here and allow for some time. And so you know, like. Uh, something break out right we've been in spots something break out everybody want to you know either run to it run away sometimes the best thing to do is just sit still and wait and just see how this unfold because this could be something different than what it initially looked looked like look my brother my brother my brother taught me this you know my brother's an air marshal right farron's an air marshal he talked to me about their strategy on planes right so there's sometimes multiple air marshals on the plane This is what he's told me. And when a disturbance happens, the flight attendant and flight crews are trained to handle that. They only grab a air marshal when they can't handle it. Now with that air marshals working in teams, not all of the air marshals are going to come out of character because this could be a distraction, right? To get everybody's attention. And the other air marshal is watching the rest of the passengers to see, is this a distraction? And it's really something else going on. So for me, that's where I'm at. We're working in tandem, me and society. Everybody else is respect, responding to this initial re- distraction. I'm going to sit back and I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait to see what unfolds because maybe this is something else trying to unfold that people, they don't want people to pay attention to. What else could it be, bro? It could be a lot of stuff. When you think about it, I'm not saying that Chris Rock and Will and the Oscars are into some cahoots, but from what I heard, the Oscars was worried about views and people boycotting it because of a number of different reasons, right? So could this all be set up to draw attention back to the Oscars and revive what could have been dying? Could this be linked to something else? At the end of the day, is this just society's way? Hey, we're going to slide you you two gentlemen enough money that you're going to make this happen and, and take this secret to your grave because we want to distract the world from World War III, gas prices, and et cetera, et cetera, every other big thing that yeah. people should be paying attention to. All of a sudden, critical race theory is no longer at the top of everybody's lips. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay, yeah. You, you see it's what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, no, this this dominated the week, and and I see, I, I see why we regret talking about it because somebody could easily say, hear that we're talking about it and just shut it off because they're just tired of the commentary. That's why I tried to focus on the the purpose parts and, and the parts of like, you know, we just got to be smart. But you, to your point, you're right. Yeah, so we could touch on it. I'm glad we touched on it. We got that out of our system. I hope we got that out of our system. Yeah, we got it out. Yeah. Good, good. We ain't got to visit this no more. Back to our regular scheduled program. Yeah, So, um, so you had said something at the beginning of the conversation, before we came on air, you had said um, that you're trying to be more sporadic, I guess, more, more, let things flow a little bit, less, less planned out. And for me, it leads to the conversation of, I get it, but why? Yeah, yeah. So... Everybody knows in this dynamic duo, I'm the responsible one. Mm -hmm. And that's a part of what makes us and this thing work. Me being planned and prepared to a degree helps me to execute at a certain level. I do believe piss poor planning leads to piss poor performance and piss Mm -hmm. poor performance produces pain. Mm -hmm. I do believe in that. Also, you and the people who are really close to me know another side of me. You know that there's multiple sides to me. The unplanned, unscripted version is also just as fun. And when I think about our show and our audience, I think that sometimes, and maybe this is just me worrying about something that is nothing. I think that sometimes that leaves me disconnected from my audience a bit. There's part of our audience that resonates with you. 
because I hear it. I even hear it in some of our guests. They're like, oh, I definitely relate to Shane a little bit more than you. Mm-hmm. Right. And then there are other guests who say, yeah, I'm more like you, you know, and I think, again, that's part of our dynamic. But at the end of the day, what I want to do is I want to begin to let people see the multiple sides of me. I want to open that up more and be a little bit more vulnerable and a little bit more transparent about who I am as a person, as an individual. And I think that that sporadic piece allows for that unfiltered uh, response and reaction to come out that I wouldn't have normally had if I had show notes and, and talking points and all of that. Okay. Devil's advocate, but it works. Like I don't need another me. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, you know, and it, it lets to the idea is like, um, I think too many times, and I'm not accusing you of this, but I'm saying in general, people get caught up in trying to be something else. Something that they're not. You could say something it. that they're not, as opposed to now, it's a difference when like you want to enhance who you are for bringing something to the table. Like you tell me I'm not consistent. Me becoming a better planner. There's a distinct advantage to me becoming more consistent, being more, um, having a plan, being more structured. There's a definite advantage to that. Outside of being a little bit transparent, I don't see why flying by the city of pants is very productive. (laughs) I'm not overcorrecting that much. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get it twisted. Right. I'm not overcorrecting. No, but yeah, yeah, but it was interesting because I, I asked you about the show. You was like, "Yeah, I don't got nothing. I'm trying to be." I'm like, "Damn, you don't even yeah. have a, a title." That's okay. Nope. Don't even have a title. I had no title. I had no topic. I had nothing coming into this, probably because you had already expressed you wanted to have that conversation. So I said, "Okay, yeah," we'll and, I, and I had a lot there. of ideas, and, and yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, so there's that piece. I can trust that my 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 friend, my, my guy got us and we're going to be fine. Even if yeah. we never had a plan, we could get on air and just go and it's going to be dope content. Yeah. But I also, to your point, I think people do overcorrect. I think people say, you know what, I'm going to be a little bit different. I'm going to change some things up. And then they go to the other extreme. Now, yeah. that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is. I'm private, I'm guarded, I'm protected. I do that for a reason. Yeah. But what's going to be important for where we want to go and where we want to take the show is that I do grow. And I think that that's probably the better phrase that I I should say is I'm going to grow a little bit by stretching myself a bit, by being Mm -hmm. less planned as we come into some of these conversations. Mm. So that people can can see other sides and it will force me to grow in ways that I might not know were there. Right. They say you don't grow unless you get outside your comfort zone. So I'm getting outside of my comfort zone a bit. That's all that was. Don't worry. I'm still going to be me. I'm the responsible one. I accept <laughs> that responsibility. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Footwork. You got anything? You know, Truthfully, the only footwork that I have that I think we both have at this point is this partnership with KBCN TV. Yeah. Um, We are kicking off our pilot season with the network and we are truly excited and thankful for this opportunity. Um, And so now it's about taking the show to the next level. It's time to elevate. And so I'm focused on that. We're looking to bring on dope, uh, guests, we're looking to continue to bring authentic conversation and dialogue, and we're looking to grow the show. So, to our audience, if you yourself or you know somebody who would be a dope guest on this show that fits this platform, reach out to us, send them our way. We definitely would love to talk with them to make sure that our platforms align. So, yeah, man, that's what I'm focused on. We're about to elevate the show, baby. Oh, what about you? What's going um... on? For the conversation of uh, consistency, I knocked out kind of a bucket list. Uh, I took the first steps in a bucket list. Uh, I guess something that's been on my bucket list for for this for, for, for a while. And this week, I submitted three three uh, to a publisher, three uh, books. Mm. Yeah, three hold on, proposals. hold on, three books. 
or yeah, three, three? No, three, three books. One, two, three. Three. I submitted three proposals to write three books to a publisher. I finished it off May 31st. That was the uh that was the uh that was the move that I've been, it's been on my head. And he was talking about being, cause we, we talked about, it. that's why I kind of chuckled when you said consistent. Cause it was like, I was finally, so, you know, now the next step is them accepting and yada, 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 yeah. yada. And I can always decide, well, if they don't accept, I can put it out myself, but you know, yep. just having the backing of a publisher um, is dope, but you put stuff out there. Like um, I, I'm learning part of the reason why I try not to talk about stuff before they happen is one, because of negative people. That's always number one. Number two, um, I have found that I put ideas out there and sometimes it takes people off of their square. So I'll put an idea out there like, yo, what about this? Or I should do this. I'm going to do this. And then somebody will take that idea. (laughs) And because of my inconsistency, they'll beat me to it. But it's not a jealousy thing. It's about like, sometimes we get caught up in trying to do too much. And, I, 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 and I'm just noticing that that's more of a thing with my circle where it's like, I just want everybody to stay in their lane. Like everybody doesn't have to get on the brain out. And I've noticed that like, everybody's hitting at a high level at what they do. Yeah, stay in them lanes. If it's time, we'll bring it on and we can always come back together. Um, so I, I don't say that. And the other thing is just, you know, just trying to keep it moving forward. And with my inconsistencies, I get tired of, oh man, did you do that yet? So it's like, just shut up and work. So yeah. submitted three this week, three this week, and um, we'll see um, if they accept. That's what's up, man. That's what's up, man. I'm proud of you for doing that. I know uh, we are alike in the sense that we don't tell everybody what we are doing. You know, and I think that that's to your point, the part that's important for people. You don't have to tell everybody for all of those same reasons and many others, you know. Um, But at the end of the day, as long as between you and you know what you're doing and why you're doing it, Mm -hmm. that's all that matters. You know, I think a lot of times people put stuff on there just for the man, I'm doing this. And then, you know, let's let's go. My goal is anytime I tell y'all something, it's it's done and I'm good with the decision or yeah. I'm already eaten off the check. That's the only way I'm going to tell you on that. Then yeah. the other thing yeah. is um, Breaker Nation. Um, me and Felicia Booker, she's going to come on the podcast eventually. Um, been having some great conversations. Um, Breaker Nation, if you are an artist, a producer or a musician, um, there's an app called Breaker Nation. You can upload your songs. You can uh, begin to build your fan base. You can uh, get feedback on your songs from professionals and fans alike. It's an outstanding community. Um, we're working on our internship programs and trying to build it out right now. So um, I encourage anybody, Breaker Nation app, check it out. That's what's up, man. Breaker Nation, if you haven't already, go check it out, man. Let's bring this show to a close. This quote is so fitting after now having this conversation. Here's the quote, and I'm talking directly to somebody right now. We can all improve ourselves in some way, shape, or form if we forget about the finish and become dedicated to the process. We can all improve ourselves if we forget about the finish and become dedicated to the process. And so for all of us who are distracted by what the finished product could look like and what it should look like, forget about that, baby. Focus on the process, and that speaks to that consistency. You may not be consistent in this area, but maybe you're consistent in another area, and that produces the results that gets you to where you want to be. As always, go live life on purpose, baby. That's what we do here at Purpose Addicts. We appreciate you for rocking with us. Dope show, dope content. I appreciate you. KBCNTV.com. You can always get it on demand on Roku if you haven't already. Check out full episodes, subscribe, like, share the show with somebody. Purpose Addicts, we out.
Let's go ahead and create mid roles that we can play. Okay. Uh, 